Hello, I am Annette Renee. Have you been through trauma in your life? Have you been healing and ready to move on now? Are you wanting to go from trauma to adventure and go with confidence? This is for you. This show is called Survivors Traveling Lightly. Hello, this is Annette Renee. Thank you for listening to Survivors Traveling Lightly. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. This is our last podcast for the month of April, and I am excited to finish it up talking about being beautifully broken. When I went through my trauma, I felt broken. I felt torn apart. At that time, we started going through a series by Lisa Treckhurst, and she talked about being beautifully broken. The beautiful part was hard to believe at that moment, but I definitely felt broken. We also talked about how God can use those broken pieces and put them back together in a mighty beautiful way. We are going to talk about that today. Let's pray first. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the rain that you give us to water the grass, to bring beautiful flowers and green freshness each spring. Thank you for your love that when you died on the cross, the disciples thought all was lost. It was dark on earth, but then in three days you rose again and the seasons remind us of that with fall all the leaves die and then we have the cold winter depending upon where we are in the world as the leaves die and the earth goes dormant in our parts of the world then we get to also see spring come back and reminded of the resurrection of our lord jesus christ but also that our lives are on a cycle That we go through different phases at different times in our lives. Different people are at different phases in their lives. We have our ups and our downs, even though sometimes it's hard to see when you're in a down, that spring is coming, Lord Jesus. And we are thankful that you rose from the dead to save us from our sins. And I pray that this message will touch somebody's heart and help them know that you are loved or give them some peace about what's going on in their life. Amen. This week, I was listening to Stephen Furtick. He was talking about how there are times that God will sift people, that God will try to get out the negative things that you have in your life. He will try to rearrange those things in your life to help you be the better Christian that you need to be. There's the sifting of you trying to get out that bad thing and trying to build back in new habits in your life. You can also see it as pruning. In John 15, John states that Jesus is saying, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Jesus wants us to grow and to get closer to him and grow in the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians 5, it says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. God wants to grow us more like Jesus each day, each moment throughout our lives. Our salvation is not based on doing works or having traits like Jesus, but it is an indication that we are growing more in our faith in Jesus Christ. As we go through our lives, If we are spending time in Christ, we should be having more Christ-like traits. That is what sifting and pruning does. God is wanting to make us more and more like Jesus, make us more and more like who he wants us to be so that we can accomplish the plans and the work that he has in mind for us here on earth. I would never have dreamed five years ago that I would be doing a podcast. This, I probably wouldn't have even dreamed two years ago that I would be doing a podcast. And I appreciate where I'm at. I am just not a up in front kind of person. I'd love to serve. 
when we go over to our community group and we've eaten our meals, I will help take all the plates into the kitchen. I will even help scrape the food off the plates into the trash because I know that's how our community leader likes the dishes done. Um, And I'll put them in our sink. When I go to Bible study at our church, I help clean up afterwards. I will help carry things back into the kitchen. That is where I love to connect. That is what I love to do. That's where I feel useful. Actually, I was asked for Good Friday to get up in front of the church and read a small passage. I can get up in front of students all the time now. I even wasn't really that nervous this last time my principal came in. No problem. It did surprise me. I looked up. She was sitting there. I'm like, oh, okay, let's go. I may have stumbled over a word or two, but it did not bother me. And I am grateful for that. My first principal was amazing. He was a nice man. But the first couple of years, I was a wreck. I lost weight waiting for him to come into my room because I couldn't eat lunch on those days when I knew he may come in. I don't know if I could even eat breakfast. It's nice to finally feel comfortable with the principal who is currently observing me being able to come in and I'm not a nervous wreck. Actually, last year, she did tell me what day she was going to come in and I got up that morning and I was kind of anxious. I didn't realize what was going on and why I was anxious. I was getting ready and I was about to leave for work and I realized, oh yeah, she said she's coming to visit me today during fifth hour. And I'm like, okay, well, that's it. So that's why she didn't tell me this year. And honestly, it didn't bother me. It just kind of surprised me. All of a sudden she was there because I did not see her open the door and come in, but things went well and it was just less stress the way she worked it out. That all being said, on Good Friday, I was invited to get up in front of the church and read a small passage. I was nervous about that. I didn't know if that was part of God's preparing me for something bigger. I was appreciative of being asked. It was an honor to be asked, but to read in front of all the people in the sanctuary, that made me nervous. And not even knowing how many people would be there that night, that really made me nervous. So I did, went ahead and said yes, and I got the passage and blew it up large enough so I could see it, took my glasses so I could see it, and I read it, and I felt like I was a wreck inside. But other people said I did really well. It wasn't about me, but I am thankful during that time that God just gave me the peace to be in front of everybody to read his word so that his word could reach everybody in the sanctuary. The next Sunday I did find out it was also recorded and put out on YouTube. I'm thankful that they didn't bother to tell me that until later because I think I would have been even more nervous. I don't know that I would have stepped up into that if I hadn't been doing this already. I was willing to do that because I want to be open to what it is God is wanting me to do, where he wants me to be, where he's trying to take me. God has shown me so many things over the last few years since I have been willing to slow down and listen and allow him to guide me. I have realized there are some times that I'm still trying to fill voids with things that are just time consuming. Honestly, some days after teaching all day, my brain's just exhausted and I'm exhausted. And I know the kids are exhausted with trying to learn chemistry. Some of them have told me over the years that chemistry is its own foreign language. My very first year of teaching at my school, I was in the very back hallway with all the foreign language teachers. And I would say something about something I was doing. And they'll be like, oh, Annette, you're your own foreign language. That does not make sense to us. And each department is kind of that way. The math people start talking. The science people kind of just get lost sometimes. The science people start talking. The math people get lost at times if they were using all their own technical terms for their subject. Sometimes Christianity and church life can be that way. We get caught up in big words like salvation and churchy words. And those who have not grown up in the church or haven't been going to church get stuck on the churchy words. I've tried not to do that the past couple weeks. And if I have and you need a question answered, message me. I will gladly help out or I will gladly find the answer, get back to you or find someone who knows that you can go to listen or watch or talk to somebody. 
Anyway, so I stepped out on faith, realizing that this might be something that God had planned for me. I saw a growth of being willing to do it. I saw a growth of, even though I was nervous, being willing to walk up those stairs and read, even when I felt that I stumbled over words. Even here, when I feel like there are words that I stumble over that I can't really go back and fix. This month, I have been willing to go on my own and not interview anybody, which was not my plan. But I do feel that this is the path that I'm supposed to be on. When my trauma hit and when I moved out on my own, I just sat there for the longest time. I mean, there was many nights after work, I would just sit there numb. And God slowly started working through my counseling, the Bible studies I was going through, the friends I was making, the elevation sermons I was listening to, the sermons I was hearing from River Oaks, and started taking those broken pieces, cleaning them off, taking out the bad pieces, and putting them back together. I am not perfect by any means. I have mistakes, and God doesn't expect us to be perfect here on earth. That's not what He wants from us. He wants our willingness to grow, our allegiance to Him. But as I was being put back together, I still had those imperfections. There is an ancient Japanese art of embracing the imperfection. I tried to look it up on Google how to say it, so I will put it underneath. I do have it written down, but I'm not going to slaughter the language just by trying to say it. But they do have the ancient art of embracing imperfections, and they take a broken piece of pottery. They put the pieces back together with gold around those pieces. That makes it stronger in those places, and it makes it beautiful. And that's what God is trying to do and how God showed me what he's working on in my life and in the lives of many others around me. When I was broken, and still even now, there are imperfections that I need to work on. There are places that I even thought I healed from that just kind of came back this week that God's brought a book into my life that I've had for a little while, but it wasn't time to read it, I guess, yet, that I picked up this morning and started reading it. It just touched my heart. So there are some spots that he's leading me to deal with now. So he is taking me through building back the imperfect me to be who he wants me to be and to be able to reach who he wants me to reach through the podcast, through my art through whatever step he has next in my life that I don't even know what it is right now. He is taking me through pruning away those areas, maybe those areas where I veg in front of the TV for way too many hours to do something productive for his kingdom, to maybe just reach out and be with a friend and talk to a friend, write a friend a card, to paint. I enjoy painting and I do have some on my Facebook page for Survivors Traveling Lightly, and I will put them on the Instagram page starting today. I have made the Instagram page finally for Survivors Traveling Lightly. If you want to go look at that once you hear this, I will be putting on time lapse of me doing some of my paintings. Those were relaxing for me. Now, yes, there are times that something didn't go right and I messed up on something, or there was a time that I had to go back and repaint in the whole process. And there's some touch-ups and stuff that I did the last couple days that I forgot to record. So it's not the complete recording of the entire process. I had to go back and fix spots in the painting that I didn't really like that did not add to the beauty of it. God prunes us. He can prune us by taking away people from our life. And that is hard. When you lose people that you care about, that you thought would be in your life forever, people that you relied on, And you didn't think that they would disappear or go out of your life. That hurts. And that's hard sometimes to process and to to grasp and to deal with. And thankfully, when that's happened, God has put other people in my life. Maybe not right away, 
but other people that are there to help me get through the hurt or there to help me fill that spot in different ways. It's not the same. Easter, I stayed in town. I didn't go down to either of my parents' houses. And I didn't have plans for after Easter service early on. But I did have a friend who reached out to me because she was staying in town and not going to her parents. And it ended up being five of us all went to lunch. We were able to have a really good time sitting there, being together, talking to one another, and relaxing with one another. Even though I didn't get to be with my family that I wanted to be with, I still was in good company. I still had a really good time. So God worked that all out. God placed those people in my life. So God has provided other places, other people that I can be with, even though it has changed and not where I thought I'd be right now. Stephen Burdick, in one of his recent sermons, called Blown Away, was talking about Ruth and how she had gone out in the field to gather grain and wheat, and she had to go through the sifting process of separating the wheat. And he said, if you feel like you are going through a hard time right now, that you may be being sifted. To understand that, we have to understand how wheat was sifted back then. Ruth had to go gather the wheat, and she was out trying to separate the edible grain from all the extra pieces. And so she was sifting it. He said that the cows come in and step all over it and pound on it. And then they throw it up into the air. And as they throw it up in the air, the grain that you want to eat falls back down. The parts that you don't eat that are just waste, they blow away in the wind. So that is what sifting is. There are times it does feel like you're being crushed and stomped on and broken. And then separating out all those wasteful pieces and harvesting and bringing in the good pieces. We all can learn from that. We can all take the time to sift out the negative, the hurtful, the things that we don't want in our lives and get rid of those and keep the good, keep the holy, keep the things, the service that we do for others and improve in any area that we need to bring improvement. This can be in how we serve others. It can be in how we treat others. It can be in how we treat ourselves. This can be in any aspect of our lives. I mean, for me, what I was talking about earlier, when I just come home and veg, it could be me watching way too much TV at night. There are times I need to not turn on that TV, especially when I think I'm just going to watch it while I eat this snack or eat dinner. Maybe I need to find something else to do for that 20 minutes. Plan an art thing that I'm going to work on. I don't know. I don't know where God's taking that part of my life, but there are things that he has asked me to give up. There are people who have ended their friendship with me, and maybe they feel like it's sifting and they need to move on. Jenny Allen, I was doing one of her Bible studies. She talked about trusting in God, that trust equals rest and fear equals striving. So if we trust God for his provision, we trust that he knows what he wants in our lives. We trust that he knows what is best for our lives, that if we can trust him, we can rest in that. We don't have fear and we don't have to strive to get what we want or where we think we need to be. Where fear and striving is us working in our strength because we think it's all up to us and we think we have this master plan that we have to figure out and we need to work it out and understand it a specific way. So we are striving to get that done. My word for this year is contentment. You've heard that I have other information on my bathroom mirror. 
And actually it says contentment in my calling. I need to learn to be content where I am right now, everywhere where I am right now, where I am in my friendships, where I am with any family member, where I am with the podcast, my art, any job. I just need to learn to be content and have contentment in Christ Jesus. And so I am working on that more recently. I'm actively going through Bible studies with the Version Bible app, and I am trying to go through, just get the Bible verses, read what the different devotional authors wrote about contentment, and focus on being, being in the now and not worrying about what the next step is for this podcast, not worrying about what the next art step is. I am working on not stressing over it. I'm working on not striving to make it a certain way, but just going with the flow, going where I feel directed, praying and praying and praying, yes, but also just taking in faith that God will show me what the next step is, what the next place I need to go, what the next thing I need to do. I do worry sometimes that I've missed something that he wanted me to do. And so I'm just asking that if there's something I need to be doing, that he helps me to do it. And this is a step of faith. This is not something to this extent that I've done before. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to learn it. And I really believe God will cherish that and help me with that. Also, I think in Jenny Allen's Bible study, she said, praise God for his abundant mercy and care for us. Ask him to teach us to stop striving and instead to rest in his provision. That is what I am trying to do. That's where I'm trying to rest. I'm trying to rest in the fact that when I moved into this house by myself, I was very broken. I had a lot of things that I wasn't doing right. I it hurt and I was hurting other people from it. And I did not realize that. I had things that needed to be refined and taken out of me. I have been refined like gold in a fire. And that's an illustration God uses in the Bible a lot that Jesus and God wants to refine us, take out all that impurity in our lives and to make us pure gold. Now, this side of heaven, we're not going to be pure gold. There are things that I've either heard from church or understood wrong from church that made me think while I'm here on earth that I should be, I should be more, I should be more perfect. I should be a better mom. I should be able to do this. I should be able to do that. And I couldn't do all those things. And I am learning that there's only so much that I can do. And I am learning to leave the rest of Jesus's feet. And there are times that I still feel that I have failed. There are times that I don't do what he wants, I'm sure. I am not perfect and I will not be perfect this side of heaven. And that is where, like I said, I can embrace the imperfections and lay him at Jesus's feet with my worry and my stress and allow him to sift me and to prune me, to make me content in where I'm at. And I know that all might sound like churchy words, and hopefully I've explained them well enough that you can understand, but I am learning to trust in Jesus, my Savior and the maker of my soul. I'm learning to trust in Him to give me good things and to guide me in the path that He wants me to go. I hope that you will go ahead and subscribe to the Instagram account or the Facebook account for Survivors Traveling Lightly. I thank those of you who have downloaded um, the podcast. If we're not at 200 downloads already, we are very close. So I appreciate everyone who's shared the podcast, subscribed to the podcast, and downloaded the podcast. I will put the link to the other podcast below. I think it also comes up in my information. 
but I will add the link down there so you can find the other podcast if you got to this one. I will also add the link to the Instagram and Facebook page, and I will put the name of the ancient Chinese art of imperfection with the gold, I'm putting the gold in there so that you can look into it more, possibly know how to say it and have it there. So I do appreciate you showing up today. I thank you for your time and I will be praying for you until next week. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to Survivors Traveling Lightly. I hope that you enjoyed the show today. Please share it with others and leave a review and please follow. Also, you can go to our Facebook page at Survivors Traveling Lightly to join and start following us there. I hope you have a blessed day.